Hey everyone, welcome to For Argument's Sake with Keaton and Chase, a podcast where we discuss opposing views for certain topics and allow you guys to be able to hear information from both point of views. Today's topic is masks. Do we wear them during coronavirus to help conserve the spread? Or is this government agenda that we need to be aware of? Go ahead and buckle in and hear what we have to say today. All right, guys, welcome to For Argument's Sake. I am Chase. This is Keaton. Uh, we're going to be talking about masks today. So there's a lot of people, either it's a political stance or it's not. I don't, I don't know. We're going to kind of get into all sides of it um, and kind of go over it. But so the reason we have the mask, obviously, is versus COVID. So COVID is spreading through uh, respiratory droplets produced when an infected person is breathing, coughing, sneezing, runny nose. Um, and I'm sure even like some of this more sick people to have more of like the flu symptoms, I'm sure you can be spread that way. So like getting those droplets on your hands, putting them on your face or being around someone breathing those out, coughing those out, which is why the mask could become so important is to block that. So um, knowing that, I think we're going to kind of go a couple ways. I know me and Keith both have some good points to make here. Um, yeah. So we're going to go into our four arguments sake segment here now and Chase is going to take the pro mask approach and you know he's going to bring up all the things of why people should wear masks and um i'm going to go ahead and try and hit the aspect of why people shouldn't wear masks you know this doesn't say whether chase believes that or i believe this but we like to bring both sides so you guys can make a good decision and hear both sides especially now in social media i feel like you can only and even the news like you're only going to hear the side of the story that you want to hear so it'll be good to listen in and hear both sides of the story yeah so i think the best place to start right now is i feel like when you i feel like with something like this comparison because i feel like everyone's handling this a lot different obviously um has handled this horrifically and i think the u.s government has but i think that's because they've made it political but without getting into that other countries are and, and not all of them, because obviously I don't think every country's uh, recording their true numbers or being honest about all that. But like if we look at New Zealand, like I have a friend that uh, lives in New Zealand or he's from New Zealand and he went back and he's like, yeah, we're just going to stay there for a while because they make them quarantine for two weeks when they get there. And then as long as you're good, then then you don't have to you're good. You don't have to wear masks. There's no social distancing. And I think they just barely had a case recently because of two UK travelers. But besides that, they have had no cases. And so I feel like it's because they handled the quarantine right and that they wore the mask when they needed to. And it wasn't such a big hassle. Yeah, that they didn't have it to wear as, hey, staying home. You know, we like we shut down the economy, but we didn't really stay home sort of thing. But um, I think a big thing that I wanted to hit on the opposite of that is you have to look like New Zealand. And I looked up a lot of the countries and territories that don't have cases. And it's a lot of small isolated places so i mean you get to a point where you're the united states and you've got hundreds of millions of people you know 331 million as i looked up there's no stopping it it's there's just way more people and we're not isolated and you know when you look at travel into the country whether it be legally or illegally it's just there's too many people coming in contact with each other yeah and i think that's a, a valid point but at the same time if you Because like New Zealand, I think almost every single country, not even like if you don't want to get into the smaller islands, but like all of the countries that took the quarantine 
stay at home orders as seriously as they could. And then people in these other countries that for the time being wore the mask, they, there wasn't as much argument. It was like, okay, this is, there was a lot more trust in the government, which I don't think the U S has at all. And it was very much more like, Oh, we have to wear the mask. Let's wear the mask. We have to wash our hands. Let's wash our hands more. And now because of that, you know, they have sports. Oh, they have rugby again. They have everything is returned to normal. And I, I don't know. The traffic travel to New Zealand would be, obviously it's not as big as the U.S. The U.S. is giant, but I still think it'd be comparable when it comes to the ratio. Yeah. Of like how many people they have there. And I just, I just think it comes down to inconsistency in what the U.S. has done. Yeah. And that's the thing is there's things that we could have done to stop it for sure. But the one thing I like to look at too is pulling up those numbers again. We have 331 million people. Um, as of yesterday, when I looked, there was 3.5 million cases. That's lo- that's barely over 1% infection rate right now. Uh, that's a 0.0105% infection rate. Mm-hmm. So if I'm looking at of 30, 331 million people and only 1% are infected. Do we not tend are we not technically doing a pretty decent job if only 1% are infected? Uh, well, what the, the problem is when you look at the rate like that, so you have 330, um, one million people that live here, but then if you t- uh, divide that by the one percent, um, oops, wrong button. Then but the problem is, is it's the kill rate. So it's like, yes, statistically speaking, you're doing a good job, but like, so you have that means that out of the three hundred thirty, uh, this should have been out. That means that three million three hundred ten thousand will be infected if just one million is infected, and then if you look at the death rate the death rate is i mean where is that i have but it basically means that out of that three million you're probably going to have like five hundred thousand people that die and that's astronomical like that is so it's like this isn't necessarily something like statistically that you can look at in a common way and think that one percent one percent seems small but when the real big scheme like you know, 0.5% of 331 million is still a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it is a lot of people. And that's the thing is that I'll argue a little bit later is the, the disease itself, the virus itself and controlling it and all that sort of stuff. But um, to kind of get back to this point of other countries don't have it as much. I want to hit on a spot that you brought up that some countries aren't reporting it so like north korea is one that i read a lot on is they aren't reporting any when it's probably clear that they do have now they're one of the more stricter countries in the sense of travel in and out of their borders but i just have a hard time believing that they don't have any especially with how many people they have in their country like i highly doubt that they don't have any so that point is, I think the U.S., I will agree with you on another point that there are things that we could have done to help control this a little bit better. But our mass, the reason that these other countries aren't showing it, or is it lack of showing numbers, or is it, you know, they're smaller, isolated islands, they're, you know, whatever. Or another point is lack of testing. If you go to places like New Zealand or Micronesia, like I've been on Guam and then like Palau and like those are places that don't have it. I'm going to tell you right now, they don't even have like police forces or schools. And that's like, they don't have the stuff to test it. So they could have it. Mm-hmm. No, I, you know, that's a very good point there. Um, the testing thing is I could, I don't think that South Korea, I don't even know that China 
gave is is or was giving us accurate like numbers and at the same time i know of you know i've heard stories from friends i have that have family in uh not peru um but like out east in iran and stuff like that where there's literally like supposedly bodies in the streets but then you hear the news and they're not recording any of the numbers so it's like I definitely think there's a lot to do with that. And I also think that's part of the reason there's so much mistrust with the U.S. government is, I don't know, you're, you're seeing all this stuff go around globally and it's making you do that. And so it's like when they're saying wear the mask. But I think for the most part, if you look at like the countries that we can, like if we look at Spain, who I think probably got hit the worst, they were on lockdown for a very long time, had tons of deaths. There's people living in houses with their dead family members. And they're already starting to open back up and everything like that. And they're able to control. Because the problem is, is, is you're not going to go without cases. It's about controlling the amount of cases that are coming through. Yeah. And one of those forms of controlling the cases is through the mask and kind of extending that out there. Because like for, I have a, a relative I live with who has been working in retail, having people around him all the time. And he's been doing that for months in quarantine and he's been able to he's been wearing a mask and he's not gotten it yet and so i do think that a little common sense and the mask go such a long way yeah no i i definitely can see why it can stop especially if you do have it um but that kind of leads into our next argument of the fact that it's for those who are infected to not spread the disease instead of those who are already healthy so what are your thoughts on that like give us some background on that well, um, without having any visuals, basically, when you're breathing, your normal breathe radius, like if you're just breathing normally, you're not breathing hard, just regularly, you're usually creating uh, saliva droplets that can go up to six feet and sometimes more in just distance from you. And that's normal. Normally, there's no you know virus, and that's fine. That's just the world. But now that there is a, an infection happening because of the droplets, wearing the mask um, cuts that radius down, even a shitty mask, you're just going to be breathing that stuff in your little bubble. And that's also why they have the six foot, um, what is it? The pretty much this six. distancing. Yes. Yeah. Social distancing. Yeah. Six feet. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why they have that with those things is because like, let's say even someone has a really shitty overused mask and they're, they're just a germ, but it's only their three foot radius. If you have a mask on, on top of staying uh, as far away from that person like as you can in whatever situation you're in, you're just giving yourself a better chance of not getting it. Yeah. Well, and I think cloth mask and better. Um, I've watched this. You know, there's all sorts of people doing testings and showing videos of it and stuff. I saw, for the most part, stop the spread. But I also saw where, like, bandanas and T-shirts don't. So, like... And I've seen a lot of people who won't wear a mask and they'll just walk into a place and put like their shirt over their nose. And then people wearing bandanas around their face and like it showed that that flow is still just about the same as not wearing a mask. So and those are probably more of your people who are anti-mask people, but they it's still going out there and it's still spreading and. Now that's the other thing. And to get to my next point that I don't think I thought of until researching this more. And I really hope a lot of people really think about this as I get into it is water drop. You said water droplets getting onto your hands and stuff like that. Now let me paint a picture of 
my kids, for example, when school opens back up and they got a mask and they're my son, we went to the grocery store the other day and I go to put his mask on him right as he got out of the car and that thing is soaking wet because he's been sucking on the inside of it the whole time. <laughs> okay. But then I touch it and he touches it and I put it on his face and I go in and I touch grocery carts and I go in and I touch door handles and I, and my son's going around and he's touching everything and you know, he's, I'm pulling him off of stuff and there's how many kids are doing that and say they get to school and they're playing with their mask, they're touching their mask. And now think of like adults, I put that mask on and that thing like itches my nose like crazy or whenever I talk, it pulls it down and I'm touching it and I'm readjusting it and then I'm going and I'm touching other stuff. So if I have it, I'm touching this mask constantly and then I'm touching surfaces that someone could touch before it gets cleaned or whatever it is. So yeah, the mask may stop you from breathing and sneezing and coughing and put it out there, but it's still on the mask. And then a lot of people are touching their mask constantly. And then are they washing it? Are they throwing it away of the disposable ones or are they keeping onto it forever? Because I'm not spending all this money on masks, you know, because who knows how long this is going. I'm just going to keep using this one. And then there's so many other factors that play into it instead of how far the water molecules can go because of your mask, because we're touching it constantly. And then that's spreading everywhere. No, and I definitely agree that I mean, that's just, it's a good point as far as like touching the mask, like uh, especially if you have facial hair or like I've tried training in a, the mask a couple of times. I actually had one of my clients make me like a special one that's bigger because if you start talking, it pulls it off. You're always touching your face that way. So in some ways, I can totally see that that would make it more harmful potentially. But at the same time, I feel like, OK, if you're getting some of these droplets on your hands and you're touching your face and it's on the other side of the mask. Yes, you are putting yourself at risk, but I feel like the, especially with how clean everything is now, how every, like everyone's super about, like super conscious of those things. I think that helps take from it, but I don't think the mask is a, you know, it's definitely not like the cure all be all for COVID, but it definitely helps on a really, really take on a big step back and how fast it would spread otherwise. And I'm not sure exactly what the, on the infection rate is if it's like something a droplet on your hand or something because like i said like i you know i've been working at the gym and i also feel like a lot of people that because realistically i think the people that are getting the most hand contact to their face are the people that are working in the stores um the gyms the retail like people that are you know really using their hands a lot and i feel like those people the, the places that i know of like they have such a strict cleaning policy that most of the time if there's anything on anything it could be wiped off quite quickly and i I think that kind of negates most of the risk with that the kids part though um kids are gross (laughs) tell me about it and that's why and that's why they're keeping them home they should be keeping them home yeah well but then at the same time um this is something that i've kind of researched with it and i don't think there's enough data out there to say what I'm saying is true or the opposite is true. I think they're still trying to figure it out, but how, what is the spreading, you know, infection rate of people who are asymptomatic and are they even the ones who are spreading this virus? Um, Obviously world health organization came out at one point and said asymptomatic people, the spread of it is really rare. Um, The CDC thinks the opposite. So that's where we have to find out, okay, who is, correct so then i kept digging a little bit more and they said that 
asymptomatic people did show like shreds of the virus, but Mm -hmm. they think that it's not active shreds of the virus because even if they had it and it say it's dead and it comes out, it's not going to continue to spread, but they're still going to see it. And so that's the thing is, is it an active living shred of it or is it a dead portion of the virus that's coming out? So like that's things that need to be figured out an aspect of, is it just the sick people who are spread? Like just because you have it and you're asymptomatic, does that mean that you're even going to spread it? You know? No, that's a, that's, and that's very interesting. And that definitely is something that I don't think there's enough research about, but you know, that, cause I feel like anybody there's, there's two, there's two, maybe three pools of people. First off, I want to go out on a big limb here and say that if that you are in this first pool of people, um, you might need to get help. <laughs> Let's hear it. Like, stop it. Get help. Get off Facebook. You're obnoxious. You did not get the virus around Christmas time because you were sicker than you've ever been. Stop it. If you would have had it then with the spread rate of this, it would have been, we would have been knee deep in the quarantine in December. So you didn't, the people that think that they've already had it because they got really sick, that it's sicker than they've ever been. I don't know. Suspicious, maybe, but like with the infection rate of it, like there's no way that we have as many cases as we do right now compared to you having a bit. So I think if you're in that pool of people, um, you, ha- you have bigger issues. You're probably paranoid and wearing tinfoil hat at this point. <laughs> now, um, well, let me chime in a little bit. I'm not one of those people that thinks I had it, but right around Christmas time, I, I was one of those people that got really sick um right after christmas and it was to kind of explain well i've talked to a lot of people who felt the same way and they're like and why they think it is explain kind of how i felt when i was sick is i had the worst fever i've ever had like i was cold and hot and like so this was right around christmas time it was literally christmas eve until um like the 30th or 31st whatever of december and I stayed in my room for four or five days. Like I couldn't leave. It sucked. I was, and, but there was no flu, like no, like throwing up anything like that. Like I couldn't breathe. Like I was so plugged up and um, congested and my like lungs like were burning. I Like it sucked. I had muscle fatigue like crazy. And so like when they, when they mm-hmm. came out and were like, this is what COVID does and it attacks your lungs, but you get a fever. Like I'm like, Oh crap could I have had it? And that's the thing. But then none of my fan, like my daughter had it first when we were in her here in Arizona still. And she, she was sick. Like she had a little bit of a fever, but like, that's it. Like a tiny fever. Then I got it then. And we had gone up to Utah and I had got it. And then when we got back in Arizona, Melissa got it. But then my young son four at the time didn't get anything. And, but then, but we were with my family and none of my family got sick at all not mm-hmm. relative close to that but to explain like what it felt like in december the sickness that's what it was like and it was comparable to what they're saying covid is like yeah and, well, and i mean but my 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 thing there is is because i feel like i've heard a couple of stories and it sounds the thing is is it does sound legit but that the thing people are COVID's very similar to any other like lung infection. That's what it is. It's a l- infection of your lungs. 
there is other viruses out there that cause that, like the flu. And so like, and the flu virus, you know, that strain that we can go on, we could do a whole podcast on the flu killing people. Cause that, Oh yeah. It, it kills me that it took a whole pandemic for people to start washing their hands at the gym. Oh, and that doesn't even happen. Are you kidding me? How many times I go to the bathroom? It really does. And guys go in, they pee, they look around like, all right, is anybody going to see me? No, all right, I'm heading out. You know, it's like, it's almost a game of like 007, can I escape the bathroom without people realizing I didn't wash my hands? No. If you work out at a box gym, there is a 99.9% chance that you are touching um, secondhand penis. (laughs) Well, Well, think about that anywhere. Like, Gas stations. Do you really like gas stations, grocery stores, restaurants? Like, how many people actually? And I'm speaking for the guys because I don't walk in and out of the women. You know, out of the women's restroom. But how many people like actually don't wash their hands? I still, you know, I have to remind my kids every time. So how many kids don't? How many parents don't care to remind their kids? You know, like, and if hand sanitizer, you know, there's hand sanitizer everywhere, and you still see people walk right by it. So I still, I think you're right. It took this for people to actually be like, oh, let me clean this and wipe this down after I use it. But is it still just a small percentage of people? Well, I mean, you just answered all my questions. That is exactly why we have 3 million cases if 1% of the country is infected. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's honestly like, you know, if there's anyone to blame, I think right now is a good time to blame. And this is, I'm not grouping a whole pe- group of people together. But men older than 55, I think you guys are going to take this the blame for this. Because it's you guys that don't be washing your hands the most. Yeah, I'm already, I've lived over, you know, over half a century. Like, I'm good. It's take me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm not going to wash my hands. Like, I, if I made it this far, what I, yeah, it's, I, it's mostly them when I'm at the bathroom who I see not washing I, I hands. would probably agree with that. It's the middle age to higher old man like i feel like once you hit 60 70s they're like okay now like i could die any second so i better take care of myself yeah that's i don't know i think the men is, is like that like men in general is that quote it's like it was the best of times there's the worst of times. <laughs> you never know what you're gonna you get. don't you have no idea on people there but uh yeah and kind of speaking on that speaking of men in general because uh you know we ha- i know how we are I feel like this is one of those times where no, since like I said, I've mentioned a couple times, no one trusts anybody. It's like that episode of The Office where Dwight, Michael, and uh, Pam all have like guns pointed at yeah. each other, like that. <laughs> where just listen to the experts. Like, there's not a political agenda. Like, there's not always got to be something. Yeah. Like, and even if there is, like, this is the best we got. Like, listen to the doctors. Like, listen to the people that are on the front line working and just shut up and wear your mask. Yeah. Yeah. No, we have a guy who's very consistent working out at the East Thunderbird location here in Phoenix. And like, I'm not going to lie when I hear something, I'm like, Oh, like that, that could be political agenda. Like they could be testing this many people positive when they're not or whatever it is. It's just because the increased testing, like, I thought all that stuff, you know, but I like to hear that side too. Mm-hmm. But this guy's a nurse at Banner Health out here, um, which to compare it to Utah is like your, um, what's it called, Ogden Region, or the inter- 
Mountain Healthcare, whatever it is, IHC. Yeah. That's kind of what Banner Health is out here. And he's like, that's the thing is it's not about how many people are being tested positive. It's the fact that our ICU rooms are being filled. And that's what would cause things to shut down more, which is what led to the cause of them shutting gyms and bars down out here in Arizona is when they run out of places to keep people who actually do need the medical attention, then you need to take no and start. So like, that's the thing is infection rate, political agendas, whatever it is, the ICUs are being filled and when you take care of that. Yeah, no, absolutely. And it's, uh, I don't know. This is, this is kind of time. I, I've had a people tell, I've never seen it directly, but people keep posting that they know nurses or someone that's like, someone dies from a car accident and they're saying they died from COVID. I have heard a lot of people say that. Um, yeah, but like, I've never seen anything concrete. Um, people have posted like death certificates that show it. And it is, I, it is proven that hospitals do get more funding if it's a COVID death. So they get more fun because of the pandemic, they get more funding if it's a COVID death to help them flow, obviously, and help the hospital be in good standing financially. So that is a big thing. Now, whether that has driven people to say it or whether that is true, and maybe it's not all hospitals, maybe it's some, I don't know. But they do get more money if it is a COVID death. Conspiracy theories. That's what we need to do a whole podcast on conspiracy theories. We should see if they landed on the moon. I don't know if I even got enough time for all the conspiracy. I mean, there's a lot. But <laughs> no, we can't go over all of them one at a time. Yeah. And just I'll get angry every time. Yeah. But no, I think and I think I said that that's something that I've heard and I don't know anything concrete about. And so obviously like it doesn't it, in my in my heart of hearts, if it's like getting the hospitals more funding, I'm like, okay, I can get behind that because they probably need it. Like, I, I don't know. But then at but, the same time, if they need it and it's helping them, but by saying there's more cases than there actually are, it's causing the economy to be shut down, which could create permanent damage if it keeps going. Well, the economy will always come back. But no, it's no, it's a very interesting like uh, political environment, like economic environment that we're living in, where like I feel like because the government's funded put so much money into the stock market, where it's like keeping it like from actually crashing. Because if you've watched stock prices, none of those have actually dropped that crazy. Like there was there, there's people that made a lot of money right now. Like if you invested in uh, Amazon or Tesla or something, there's there's money to be made. But like compared to like 2008, if you invested properly, you really could have flipped some money. Oh, yeah. Um, it's just not been that way. And it's been because I feel like a lot of the federal government, they've been putting a lot of money into the stock market, into these corporations, like the, the bailout to keep everything from dropping. Um, so I don't know. We're in an interesting time period as far as that goes to where it's like we have this uh, stimulated economy with no actual like. Like, I don't know, I feel like everything's back to full force, but it's not. I don't yeah. Know. Yeah, no, I I see that. And I can see where, you know, you're saying to listen to medical professionals and saying, you know, ICUs are being filled and, in fact, whatever it may be. But um, a point I wanted to bring up is what they're not saying. And this is something I've done a lot of research on is 
this is my point of view of coronavirus. I think it's real. Mm. I think it's there. But I think it's not showing how bad of a virus coronavirus is. It's showing us how unhealthy we are as a world. Mainly, isn't it? I mean, mm-hmm. the United States is so unhealthy. And I'm not saying, oh, you're visibly overweight. I'm saying just to high blood pressure, to gut health, which creates more inflammation. Like I remember, and I haven't researched this, so this could be false information I'm saying. I just want to throw it out there. But the more inflammation you have in your body, the worse COVID is for you. And that can come down to gut health and lack of hydration and, you know, what it, vitamins in your body, like whatever it may be. And that's something that I had to really research to find doctors and medical professionals going, hey, like, you, go out and get vitamin D. You know that 70% of our country is vitamin D deficient and 29% are like at extreme deficiency. And so quarantine people, telling people to stay home, telling them to do that, um, that's just going to create that and make that even worse. Then you're looking at um, sanitizing and cleaning everything. You know, in order to make your immune system stronger, it kind of has to work and be challenged in a sense. You know, that's one way to make it stronger. But basically what I'm saying is they're not telling people to go out and get healthier, to lose weight, to eat healthier, to work on your mental stability, whatever it may be, we're just not healthy. And I feel like if I was in the position to where I could reach the whole nation and be like, Hey, this is what you need to do to be able to fight this virus is get yourself healthy. Cause like diabetes, high blood pressure, all that sort of stuff. You're looking at all, you know, it's not everybody we've shown healthy people have been affected by this too, but out of that, 3.5 million people affected, which goes into the amount of deaths. I didn't look that up, that number up, so I'm not going to throw it out there. How many of those people wouldn't have died or even been infected to the point that they have if they were healthier? But no, I think you made some good points there. Um, I think the health thing is going to be really big. Um, I believe a lot of people, a lot of doctors have come out and said that if you're Diabetic, obviously, if you're type 1, you can't control that. But if you're a type 2 diabetic, if you're obese, um, even being overweight uh, puts you at a really, really big um, or just puts you in a more danger with, honestly, health in general, but especially with COVID and the way it's attacking people right now. So I think if, you know, you haven't or if you're overweight now, I think now would be such a great time to get the ball rolling on something like that and really take your health seriously because obviously, like, it can actually save your life or give you way better chances of surviving COVID if you get it, even even if you get it really rough. Um, so I, know I really like that point. But one thing that I think needs mentioning is with the mask is people don't realize the actual particle size of oxygen versus CO2. So I've heard a lot of people like mention that they're like tired of breathing in carbon dioxide, like it's making them sick and stuff. And don't get me wrong, you're probably breathing in a little bit more carbon dioxide because it's having a hard time getting out of the mask, but you're still getting oxygen in. So oxygen particle size is like, um, it's a ton of small, it's like 0.0222, something like that. And CO2 is like 0.03. So CO2 is actually bigger. So you're still gonna be able to pull in oxygen through these masks quite easily. And you're not, I don't know, the whole idea of like people 
worry about getting carbon dioxide poisoning through the mask to me it's just asinine um because it just doesn't make sense at a particle size level yeah no and i that's the thing is that's something i've heard from a lot of people and i think we on the point that we're making people need to listen to medical professionals is it hasn't changed the people's oxygen rate and so that's something to really think about if you're against masks but something that through all this research again i found is the black plague um obviously one of the worst to hit us you know at least within recent knowledge um did you know that during that they thought that cats were what was carrying the black plague and spreading it to people so what they do is they go around and kill all the cats you know obviously as many as they could and then they come to find that the rats were the thing that were spreading the black playground and so the reason i bring that up is to argue wearing masks is are we focusing on the cats right now are we focusing on isolation and wearing masks and all this sort of stuff that is it even going to in stop the spread because you hear herd immunity and you're not eventually you're going to get it because it's not going away it's going to come back year after year are we focusing on the cats when the rats and the main problem is get as healthy as you can. So are masks even needed if we find that people are getting so healthy and to the point that they're healthy enough that we're just, people aren't getting infected and people aren't showing symptoms and people aren't dying. Like if that happened, would masks even be a topic right now? No, I think that's a, like kind of bringing out all of it together. I definitely think that the masks are helpful because they're slowing down the transmission of the virus. But like if you look into populations in cities that typically had the most unhealthy or elderly communities, those are the ones that are hit some of the hardest. Like that's why, um, not Spain, I mentioned earlier, Italy. Why I think Italy was hit so hard is that they have such a older population, like older, you know, they had so many more people of over the age of 50 or 60. Yeah. And if you look at the cities that have more people that are overweight or obese those typically have been the ones that have been hit the hardest yeah and so i definitely think that that's a great point where i think we're fo we're focusing on the wrong things where you know the, the mask can be you know annoying to wear and they're inconvenient but at the same time they should be focusing more so on the big fish which is health in general they're eating right are they drinking water are you sleeping um are you deep breathing are you you know all those things like that i just think that uh people really are focusing on the wrong things right now yeah no and that's i think until we get more information i think this debate's going to keep going on and on and on or until we see numbers completely decrease and it's like whoa everyone should have worn masks more or it goes the other way and it's like okay maybe masks aren't like i just think right now um this is going to continue to be a hot topic until we get more information, but based off of kind of what we debated there about what's your conclusion on mass, what do you think? Make your final point here. Um, I feel like I would always rather be safe than sorry. So let's say you don't believe in the mask and you're right. Let's say, let's take run that whole, let's say you're right. Let's say the government's fraud, um, every little conspiracy theory is real and the masks are all about just committing control and that whole world opens up and it's true. I would rather be wrong about that 
than be wrong about potentially spreading the virus that could kill people that I love and or like and spread it to other people that other people love. I think it's such a small inconvenience that it's uh, super. It doesn't make sense to me not to wear a mask because um, it's just not that big of a deal. Yeah. So wear the damn mask. Yeah. Um, in my closing here, it's hard to argue against that. What harm is it giving you if medical professionals have shown that it's not hurting you to wear a mask? But to argue it is I think by wearing a mask and I think by that it's a look at the fitness world. It's an avoidance route. It's a just wear a mask, just isolate yourself, and this thing's going to go away. Like, everything will be fine if you just do that. I do think you are going to be saving the elderlies and those, you know, and those type of people's lives now by wearing a mask. But this thing's going to keep coming back year after year as far as we've been told. And if your focus is, hey, I'm just going to wear a mask, then what are you doing to stop yourself from getting it or stopping your family member from getting down the road? Like, I just think if I'm going to argue against wearing mask, I guess I'm going to be hundred percent honest. I don't think I can argue complete against it because I personally, if I'm going to bring my personal opinion, not for argument's sake opinion on this, I'm going to bring my personal opinion. I agree with you in the sense of what are you hurting by wearing a mask? You know, my kids, anytime we go out, they're wearing a mask. It's not that big of a deal for them. They've worn it just fine, except for they suck on it, obviously. But it comes down to, I think it will stop people from like, even myself and I've been, you know, I haven't had the gym, open. I haven't been quarantined, but I haven't been going to work for the last couple of weeks because gyms are closed out here is I haven't worked out near as much as I would have if the gym was open. And so if I'm someone who doesn't work out anyways, who doesn't eat healthy anyways, you want to avoid crowds because you know, of going to the grocery store because people may or may not be wearing their mask or whatever. So what's easy, go to the drive through because, you know, you know, you're not going to, you know, as far as you know, those places, all the workers are wearing masks and you are six feet apart and you've got your mask on or whatever it is. I just think it's creating bad habits. And if this thing's not going away, we're just going to deal with this time after time after time again. So if I'm going to argue against Max it's the fact that they're just, they're an avoidance opportunity. Just not even think about it anymore. I've got a mask on, so I'm good. I'm not going to get it. Yeah, no, big time. I think that's a great final point you want to end on. Yeah, no, I think now it's time for you guys to listen and make a decision on yourself. Like, is it that big of a deal to wear a mask? It, you know, and something we didn't hit on and go on, you know, another time or whatever is, people with medical issues who can't wear masks you know whatever that may be yeah, y'all are excluded yeah problem solved yep problem solved you don't have to worry about it but stay home but keep your ass at home i'm hoping you know and if i guess if i can get what this podcast is going to give is i can stop seeing all the fights out there on wearing a mask or not because get yourself educated if your reasoning for not wearing a mask is it's uncomfortable i can't it is uncomfortable. I'm not going to argue with that, but look at the people who this is killing and it is affecting and think about them. So, 
and I need to see football this year. So get yes, together. realistically, that's why I really came on. Like <laughs> NBA is putting itself in a bubble, and I'll get NBA. But you know how many fantasy football leagues I'm in that will mean You're in a that will mean nothing if NFL doesn't start this year. I need my NFL. <laughs> <laughs> you and me both. Yeah. Heck yeah. Okay. But we want to do everything. So let us know in comments at for argument's sake on our Instagram. So it's at four underscore arguments underscore sake. And let us know what you thought. If you disagree with me, if you disagree with Chase, if you disagree with the whole thing, if we didn't hit points that you would have, like let us know because that's something that obviously we have our thoughts and our mindsets of what we want to talk about, what we've seen people talk about. But if you have a different point on either side, comment on our posts and, you know, or DM us or whatever it is and let us know.